the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good Saturday morning, Southern Colorado. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. It is Saturday, August 5th. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Hopefully you're out and enjoying a magnificent bike ride or hike or walk around our beautiful, beautiful natural settings of Southern Colorado. Glad you're here. And uh, can you believe it's August? And uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my father who turned 92 yesterday. Uh, he is uh, doing great. He's in Charleston. That's why I was there, just to say hi. And I uh, love you, Dad, and hope all is well. Have a great birthday. So for the rest of our time today, we're going to have a very substantial uh, and substantive conversation around economic development. And before we go there, um, you know, I, I just w- I want to remind you of a few housekeeping things that we do here on the show. We remind you of our golf tournament coming up. August 18th, it's at Flying Horse. This is to benefit Reclaiming Hope. Uh, So the victims of human trafficking and sex trafficking, uh, they get uh, dignity bags uh, from Suze Hess and her crew over there at Reclaiming Hope. So we're going to go raise a bunch of money, play golf, play hooky, and uh, get to know this topic a little more intimately. Of course, if you've heard the sound of freedom or watched the sound of freedom, you know that the topic is getting more and more uh, visibility and more and more accessibility as far as public discourse is concerned. And this is an important discussion. If you read North, you know that that's a regular segment in our publication uh, because this is a very um, nasty thing that we do as human beings. And um, we got to help our young ones and we got to help our vulnerable population not fall into this crisis as much as we can. And if they do, um, we need to be there to catch them. Uh, when they fall out of it. So Reclaiming Hope does that. They do it extremely well. Uh, Appreciate Suze Hess and her crew. And uh, I just want to invite you to check out uh, ambassadorsforhopecos.com. Go register for the tournament. we got a few slots left open. And uh, our partners over at Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group, um, just just a great partner in this. And we're going to have a fun day out there uh, at Flying Horse. Next, the Southern Colorado Business Forum and Digest, September 5th, launches, and we are so excited. we got some of the best and brightest in economic development, business strategy, uh, monetary funding, uh, venture funding, and, of course, we'll be doing deep dives in various sector reports across the region. Uh, we're going to cover Castle Rock through Trinidad and then Canyon City east of Kansas and basically the southeast swath of Southern Colorado, so we're really excited Uh, to start bringing the business community back into communication with one another, and then we're going to showcase Southern Colorado to the world. Uh, We are open for business, but we got to do it smart. And um, that's uh, part of today's discussion. So I want you to lean in a little bit. If you're a business person, owner, operator, executive, uh, any any of those things, you're an innovator uh, or a funder, 
uh, lean in and listen, because I have John Rita Claymeyer, who's the chief executive officer at the Colorado Springs Economic Development Corporation and Chamber. And I am so glad to have you here. Thanks so much, Dark. It's my pleasure to join you. Glad you're here. And I want to get to know you a little bit first and have our audience kind of calibrate. And, okay, who are we dealing with here if they haven't met you? Uh, so you you hail from the Deep South. I do. I know you thought this was a New York accent. Yeah, but, uh, I, did. I was fooled. I, I like to sing. I, I bring the Southern to Southern Colorado. Oh, so, uh, well played. you know, I am, uh, you know, I am a salesperson <laughs> at heart. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Tennessean by birth, okay. but uh, I'm a Coloradoan by choice. So thrilled to be here. I've I'm, I'm nearing almost two years in uh, in Colorado Springs and just feel really blessed. It's it's just amazing. Well, we are glad you're here now. You you. Kind of did the Deep South thing, but then you went to Cincinnati and, and you I ran did. a program up there. Yeah, I, I spent most of my uh, professional career in the Midwest, so okay. the greater Cincinnati area, which is uh, southwest Ohio, northern Kentucky, southeastern Indiana. And I ran economic development for that 15-county tri-state region yeah. um, and worked with the utilities, again, in economic development, government affairs. Uh, you see a pattern here. Uh, yep. Anytime I try to go to the private sector, I just get pulled back into this good work because <laughs> yeah. I love to be in an area where things are happening and uh, yep. jobs are being created, and I like to be a part of big things. So, How was your journey up there? I mean, was it fun? It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, it is. If, if you've not been to that region before, it's at a be, it's a best kept secret. Um, nice. The, the one thing I would say is just like many places in the Midwest, as hard as they try, the population continues to decline. Okay. Um, and so, so many great restaurants, things to do, uh, great cost of living. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to have people. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how you create a sustainable tax base. So it is exciting for me to come to an area that is so fast growing, even with growing pains that yeah. come along with it. It's so much fun to be in an area where people just want to be here. Yeah. So much community pride. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, so I won't say it makes my job easy, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it does it does help in the sales pitch right. when uh, when your population has grown 17 percent since 2010. <laughs> um, first thing you need in economic development is a workforce. And we have that in Southern Colorado. Yes, we do. In a very highly educated workforce. That is right. Over yeah. 50% of our population has some kind of post-secondary degree, See? which is just incredible. It's an extraordinary uh, pile that of is, people. That is not the case in all the places I have been. So, so and, and you know, you, you kind of alluded to it. It's a very beautiful place. And so that makes this easier. You know, I lived up in the Rust Belt quote yes, unquote yes. too and you know that moniker doesn't help <laughs> it is not you know uh people say does it help to be on the top 10 list of best places to live and greatest outdoors and all that and i said well, it's a whole lot better to be on the list than not on the list That's right. and um you know when you've when you've got a positive image and branding mm-hmm. it matters people people pay attention and and you can get labeled in a negative way as you yep. pointed out like rust belt mm-hmm. uh i can tell you that cincinnati is a cosmopolitan city but Boy, it's hard to get over those old stereotypes. So they matter. They do matter. And so what did you, I mean, what were some of your big successes up there in Cincinnati when, as you were, I mean, you were coming out of the the Mid-South, the Deep South, and, you know, there's there's kind of a, uh, my interpretation of it when I lived there was, I mean, people pretty stayed there, right? Yes. And it's a slow but steady growth pattern. Right. Is yeah, that I fair think to that's say? fair. Um, I would say one of the big differences, uh, Cincinnati has uh, 12 Fortune 500 companies headquartered Holy in that cow. region. I didn't know so that. So it's, it's got a huge uh, financial industry, uh, 
Fifth Third Bank headquartered, many other first, uh, there's several big financial companies. Uh, Procter & Gamble is headquartered there along with the Kroger company. So Correct. you all know King Supers. So they, they have uh, quite the creative class because of the marketing and branding okay. that's that's in that region. But you said it was a little bit on decline, right? Population-wise. Population? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all the Midwest. Um, yeah. All of those, Michigan, Ohio, all of those states continue to suffer from hmm. population drain. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the old factories, the days of the yeah. car manufacturers and such, um, their economy has changed. And this is why it's important that Colorado and Colorado Springs really stay on the cutting edge of what's the future of business yeah. and where do the jobs go? Um, they, the companies go now, they follow people. Yeah. Uh, it used to be when I started in this almost 30 years ago, if you had a good site and you were willing to put a road in and great incentives, I'm simplifying it too yeah, much. But, of course. But it, it was a little more straightforward. Now, the the population, you have to be able to get the talent and they have to be getting degrees or credentials in in the disciplines that are needed uh, for that industry. Mm-hmm. So you really have to specialize. You have to focus. You cannot be everything. Correct. Um, and I think that Colorado, we're we're still figuring a lot of that out, and so we've done we've done some really good research to say where do we grow for the future, so that we can decide our destiny as yeah. as a region. So where are those folks from the Midwest going? I mean, where are they migrating? Uh, Colorado. To? Are they really? <laughs> you know, yeah. the the east and west coast. COVID COVID really changed everything. I'm sure it and did, yeah. Those high cost cities. Um, any major metropolitan area has has taken a hit. Yeah. Uh, their downtowns have taken a hit. Uh, but the east and west coasts particularly have been affected. People realized they could work from home, they could work from anywhere, and they don't have to live in those super high priced cities. And what our what our research has shown that mid sized cities have really been the net benefactor uh, because we have good jobs, we have universities, mm-hmm. we have a nightlife. Uh, but it's not as higher. Co- it's not as high cost. But there are things to do while they also work. And then we have one of the most beautiful outdoors Indeed. in the world. Yeah. Um, and so that that's attractive to people. Of that course. matters. Yeah. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. People want to feel like that they can see themselves in your community. So uh, the Midwest has been slowly declining for many, many years, and they mm-hmm. continue to battle that. They are seeing some uptick with housing prices going up so much in many parts of the country. Theirs has sustained, and therefore they've they've benefited from that. We'll sure. see. We'll see if it lasts long term. Yeah, um, I just remember that steady flow of clouds coming through that, the mid South and the Midwest because I was born in West Virginia. Uh, but there was just a steady stream of clouds. You come out here, I mean, with three hundred plus days of sun. You know. It's the bluest skies I've ever seen. Is it, right? I, I know I'm still fairly <laughs> new to the area, but if anybody takes for granted the no humidity and the no bugs, yeah. let me take you to where I grew up, <laughs> where it's 115 in the shade uh, right. with you can't breathe, yeah. your makeup slides off your face. So, uh, we, you know, these are the important things to a woman, Dirk. Uh, it, uh, it, it, there's just so many wonderful natural things in our region that uh, makes it attractive. And then, yep. then you make a life here. Well, what what attracted you to the job real quick? I mean, how did Colorado Springs get your attention? Yeah, I think I'm no different than uh, I would say people that are much younger than me. Uh, when COVID, as COVID was declining, my husband and I said, why Why are we in the place we are? Where Where do we want to live? Okay. And maybe we'll find a job when we get there. Now, my mother called that my midlife crisis. <laughs> but when you look at our view, that's not bad for midlife bad. crisis coming to Pikes Peak. Yep. Um, but we really decided we love an outdoor lifestyle. I, I hike every time I get the chance. Good my husband you. is a huge golfer. Um, 
and so we wanted to move to a place that actually matched our lifestyle. Okay. And uh, so as we started to look west, because we came here so often for vacation, um, the right opportunity, the right headhunter called me and said, what about Colorado Springs? Oh, and yeah. the rest is history. The rest is um, history. So I, I believe in, in fate, and it, it, I think I was meant to be here. I think so, too. Thank you. Yeah, glad you're here. And you have brought a level of sophistication to this job, this conversation that we've needed for a long time. Thank you very much for that. And uh, we're going to get into some of the things you've, uh, you and your your team and your board have done. You know, of course, we have some big news that just landed here this yes. week uh, with Spacecom. I want to get into that. But you've you've done an extensive cluster study, and I want to do a deep dive into that and understand what that means for us. I'm okay. happy to nerd out with you. Nerd happy out. Happy to do it. Let's do it. We're going to nerd out. <laughs> All right. John Rita Claymeyer, CEO of Colorado Springs EDC and Chamber. We're back in a moment. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we are back. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Dirk Hobbs, True North here. Thanks, Ramos Law, for helping us meet people like John and Rita Kleimeyer, who is at the helm over at the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. Uh, if you want to get to know this organization, if you don't already, a lot of organizations out there already know exactly who this is. Um, and we're going we're gonna to do a deep dive in some of the things that are happening on the economic development front here with John in just a moment. But if you are new to this conversation or you're starting up a business, small, mid, or a large business, we want to invite you to go to their website, cscedc.com. That's cscedc.com. Or you can give them a quick call and start to get to know folks over there. They're great folks. 719-471-8183. And that is the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC contact information. We'll hit that a couple more times before we go. But, John, before we left there, I mean, we were, you know, we kind of got the reason you got here. Great. Yes, yes. Welcome to you and your husband. Uh, but you really dove into the deep end of the pool and you got to work right away. Um, and one of those projects um, was kind of mid Well, it was kind of mid process. I mean, the discussion around space headquarters was kind of iffy. For a moment, yeah. There. So the so the first announcement came out in 2021 uh, when then President Trump uh, made the decision that it would uh, Space Command would relocate to Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I came in 2022, the end of end of uh, 2022. Uh, no, I came the end of 2021. Man, time flies. Time when you're flies fun. when you're having fun. <laughs> um, and so I would say that that was kind of a that was a dark time because yeah. people didn't know what was going to happen. They were just starting the investigation right. because the then president had made some comments on a radio program claiming he had made that decision, which uh, it's it's not supposed to be made for political reasons. Right. So uh, our team jumped in and really worked to help organize both at the state level, the federal level. Uh, the local level, working with our city and county government, 
uh, lobbyist on the Hill in, yeah. in Washington, um, making sure that our story was being told. And, you know, at the same time, um, Russia invaded Ukraine. That's right. And, you know, those were not decisioning factors when the when the first uh, request came out on where Space Command would locate. But I know we all care about national security. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all care about wasting taxpayer dollars. None of us want that to happen. Correct. Yeah. And when you really dug into the report uh, and, and what came out of the investigation, um, it was obvious that the military officials felt that Colorado Springs was the right place for Space Command. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't I won't speak for them. I will just say that uh, this week, President Biden made the decision that we think was quite prudent on behalf of national security that Space Command will remain in Colorado Springs. And that's it's, a beautiful thing. It is. So help us understand, because obviously that's a great soundbite. Space Command or Space Headquarters staying in Colorado Springs. Well, that's great news. So what's under that? Uh, well, what's under that, there, there are the direct jobs that are related to Space Command and, of course, the infrastructure and such. And, um, you know, we're a military town. We we yeah. honor our country. We honor America. And we're very proud that we have our five military installations. But having a combatant command here with Space Command, along with the other ones that we have, um, you know, it puts us as the epicenter of decision making when it comes to all things space. And that's the new frontier when it comes to war fighting, when it comes to protection of our country. Right. Um, and we're on that forefront as a community mm. and, and with the with the military assets. Now, while that is important and wonderful for me as an economic developer for our organization, it also separates us from other communities. Okay. Not every other community can say they have five military installations. No. Not every other community can say they have NORAD, NORTHCOM, or Space Command headquartered uh, in their community. And therefore, you can build a cluster effect around that dirt with private business. That's correct. Uh, they, they flock to where that intelligence is, that research and development is taking place. And so we can build out the private sector uh, around those assets. And it, it gives us a sales pitch that, Texas and Tennessee can't always do. They yeah. just, they, you know, it's, it's, uh, how are you differentiating from the competition? Just Absolutely. like any business. So for us, it's a huge win for this community. Okay. Uh, it's a huge win for the military. It's a huge win for America, for national security. But what's great for us also in, on the economic development front is we will continue to build out the defense and aerospace sector. Uh, with this being one more feather in our cap on why you should be in Colorado Springs and El Paso County. That's right. Now, with all this great news, uh, obviously there's a job impact, right? Yes. Okay, so we have some sustainability. Those are pretty high-level jobs, though, right? I mean... They are. The the overall job numbers are not huge because it, it's the uh, it's the leadership apparatus. That would have been the one component that would have left. Got the uh, space readiness and training is still in our area at this time. There's there's many other components with with space force mm-hmm. uh, that and, and I'm nerding out on you and I'll get myself in trouble because go, I'm not go. a military expert. <laughs> uh, but there are many other components that are here in our community that would have remained in our community regardless of the decision. And that's what a lot of folks just didn't understand. And that's yeah. that's the part that's tough uh, yeah. because you do need a you need a eye chart to explain all the different <laughs> parts of the military and and all the combatant command and a yep. and a delta and um, yep. so with that being said we're keeping the decision making the mil- the military leadership of space command in our region and that is a great thing yeah. but we also have many other pieces and parts of uh of the space branch that mm-hmm. we're going to be here regardless. And now we're just keeping everyone close knit, which we thing. think is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, for national security, for research and development, for idea sharing, and for our community to support them from the private sector side 
because many times the private sector uh, can move faster than mm-hmm. than a government entity. Yep. And we think that public-private partnership is important. And frankly, Colorado Springs is good at it. Yeah, we're really good at it. Yes. So as you're looking at this through an EDC executive lens, are, are you... Are there any areas out there that you want to make sure we really get right as since we have this great news and we've won this uh, stability for Space Force being here? um, How are you thinking through that as far as I want to make sure we do this right? I want to make sure we have the things we need in place to make sure this is as, as successful as they say that will be. Well, number one, we have uh, the Military uh, Affairs Council at the Chamber in EDC. We have mm-hmm. the Colorado 30 group in town. We have many groups that work to support our military families, uh, those enlisted members, even you know at Fort Carson, which is which is not space, but um, is is an army installation. Um, we need to continue to support those families, and we need to be welcoming to our military in our community. And those are things like housing, housing yeah. affordability and attainability. Um, they they can't afford at certain price points. And we don't want to be a community for just a few. We want to be a community for all. Uh, So ensuring that we are taking care of things like affordable housing and um, and rentals, not everyone wants to own. That's a good thing. And Mm -hmm. we need to be sure we're doing that not only for our military, but also for those in our tourism sector that are not the highest paying jobs, but very important to our region and to our economy. Um, Those are those are the things behind the scenes that we work on that if while Space Command is a great decision, we need to constantly be working on this for all of our military families. Absolutely. Now, I appreciate that because, you, I mean, you're looking at more than just the job wins and the moniker of having that here. You're looking at it from a broader lens. And Well, anyone that knows sure. me knows I love to win. Yeah. And we <laughs> love to cut a ribbon. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that. And it's service after the sale. Yeah. And ensuring, yes, we count those jobs. We count capital investment. But we have to we're building a community. Yeah. Uh, we're building an economic base uh, so that we have a sustainable tax base and we can continue to grow that. We're not just a few of us are having to cover all the taxes or cover cover all the infrastructure improvements that need to take place in a growing city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to become a suburb of a larger region in our state. Yeah. We want to be sure we have our own tax base and our own economy. And therefore, we need to be creating jobs both in the private and the public sector. Well, I love it. And you've had a couple of nice wins here recently. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Integris and uh, what was the other? Meyer yeah, Burger? Yeah, Meyer Burger was our first international win since Congratulations. I've been here. Thank you. Last week, a, a Swiss company, um, 380 jobs, 400 million in capital investment, and they'll fill an old building that some of you may remember on Garden of the Gods Road. It's known as the old Intel building. That's right. And they're going in there. So we're we're thrilled. It's a, it's a, They're a solar panel manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Very High end in what they do, great research and development. Um, so it's exciting because, you know, manufacturers put steel in the ground. They stay. That's These are correct. good middle income jobs. Uh, we, we want a balanced economy that's not all based on the, on the space on industry the space, or yeah. defense and aerospace. We also want software development, cybersecurity. We want advanced manufacturing. We mm-hmm. need that balanced economy. So w- thank you for saying I've had some wins, but we've had wins. Indeed. This community has worked hard together. It takes the city, the county, the utilities, uh, the Office of Economic Development at the state level, and then ourselves. I like to say that we're the quarterback, but uh, it takes the whole team. It absolutely takes the whole team. And then you had Integris move in recently. We did. Yeah. Integris was announced uh, the end of last year, and that's a, uh, a major player in the semiconductor industry. Correct. And they already have a presence in Colorado Springs, but they'll be building a brand new state-of-the-art um, uh, 
manufacturing facility mm-hmm. that, that will be their center of excellence in North America. Uh, 597 jobs, 600 million in capital investment. Uh, these are not small numbers. This no. is, this, it, they're, they're taking the old burned out brownfield site that was an old HP site and mm-hmm. building a, beautiful facility that uh, will be out next year. But we've had microchip that many of you know that's been an announcement. Kratos has made major investments in our community. Uh, Zavaro is a uh, is, is a great smaller company that's that's put 50 jobs here that are in the cybersecurity world. So uh, we work with companies in all sizes, Dirk, but we work in what they call primary industry. So they're not population based. They Absolutely. can be anywhere in the country, mm-hmm. uh, but they choose to be here. And then those secondary jobs come like our local retail establishment, correct. your favorite coffee, yep. coffee shop. All of those come because we build community. That's correct. And we're going to do a deeper dive into one of the studies that the uh, Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC did. It was called the Newmark Cluster Study. And John is going to unpack that for us because what I'm curious about, and I think listeners are too, is how do we actually win those? You know, and, and, and what are the sustainability elements when we finally build that relationship? How do we keep them here? Because like you just said, they're, they can go anywhere. Yes, they have choices. So we have to uh, mind our P's and Q's, too, as a community and make sure that we're doing the fulfillment components of what we need to do. Uh, John and Rita Claymeyer, CEO of the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. We're back in a minute. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Okay, we're back here in the third quarter. We're hanging out with John Rita Claymeyer, who is the Chief Executive Officer over at the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. Check him out online, csceDC.com, or give him a call if you're a small business or a large enterprise and you would like to get involved in the greater conversation. Uh, give him a call. They're great people over there, 719-471-8183. John, and back to you here. Uh, you know, we were talking about some big wins the community's had. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's always good news when jobs are moving to town. Uh, of course, there's uh, you have to be smart about it, and you have to be intentional, and you have to make sure that you're dialed into the right things and that we're bringing the right kind of attention to this community. So you guys invested in a huge study called the Newmark Study. Uh, help orient our listeners to what that was all about and what it yielded. Yeah, so Newmark is a global site selection organization. They're one of the best in the business. So they help companies on their siting decision when they want to look to expand or look to relocate globally. Mm-hmm. So we employed them to help us, uh, number one, validate uh what are what are our clusters of focus? What industries should we be targeting? Now, I know all your listeners are saying, well, it's defense and aerospace. Sure. But all I had were really people's opinion on that. Okay. I didn't have the data to back that up and what, what we needed to be selling on, on why that was important. So we said, validate our clusters. Second, if those are our clusters of focus, then do we have the labor shed? Can we get the workforce? Are we going to have to import it or do we home grow it? Do we have to talk to the universities and do a better job? You know, how are we doing great when when it comes to workforce. Mm-hmm. And then third, uh, what's the competition doing? If you don't know what your competitors are doing, I don't know how you compete in business. And we're no different in the art and science of economic development. So we compared with 
three communities, three states that we compete with quite often, Salt Lake City, Boise City, Idaho, and San Antonio, Texas. Interesting. Um, and then the fourth one was actually Raleigh, North Carolina. RTP. And, yeah, yeah. And um, we're not trying to be Raleigh, but mm-hmm. 30 years ago, Raleigh put a stake in the ground and said, we are going to be the tech triangle. Mm-hmm. And you and I are very familiar with the South, and that wasn't what they were known for not at that at point. It was probably the middle of a cornfield when they said that, <laughs> um, but they have done it. Yeah. And the point being, 30 years ago, they put a. They said this is what we're going to be, and they stuck with it, and they focused, and now they have boomed as a community and as a focus in R and D, and particularly in tech. So our our purpose was to say um, that Raleigh did it, and Nashville, Tennessee has done it. Right. You just have to decide what you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. So your point about it being intentional. Um, not everyone loves growth, and and I get that. Uh, but what I would say is. I know of no community that thrives that sits still. Mm -hmm. I I don't know of a community that can sit still. You either grow or you decline. Mm -hmm. You don't just stay the way we always are. Sure. um, Because there are needs. There are are tax needs. There are infrastructure needs. There are education needs. um, But we can decide that as a community. And so I call it smart growth. Mm -hmm. We want to decide what kinds of companies we want to bring to our region. We want to decide where we invest for the future. Um, And so it's important that you use the word intentional, that Mm -hmm. we have a roadmap. So the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC, we've put together a three-year strategy. And the first piece of that strategy is validate with data. So Newmark came in. They did in-market study. uh, They did online data analysis. They have data analysts on their team. So they evaluated like they had a project and what would it be to, to do business in our community. So from this study, they did validate, and we have all the data to show that aerospace and defense, we can we can fight against any community out there. We can compete when it comes to Beautiful. projects. Yep. Um, but secondly, cybersecurity and software development, mm-hmm. very strong. We have a lot of a lot of capacity there, a lot of good companies. And companies, they call it clusters because they cluster together. Correct. Companies want to be with other companies, the talent likes options. Uh, there's there's research that's, that's shared and such. So that's how you get what we call the cluster effect. Kind of like great athletes who want to be on a, a with other great 100%. athletes. 100%. Yes. Everyone wants to be part of a winner. That's so right. So clustering in that regard matters. And then the third one is uh, advanced manufacturing. Okay. And some have been surprised at that because Colorado is not necessarily known for manufacturing uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that they're you know, the days of our grandfather's shop floor are gone. Yeah. You know, today's high tech, innovative manufacturing that is cutting edge, we can be a part of that. And we saw that with Meyer Berger announced last week. It's a solar panel manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the renewable energy space, the work that they're doing is cutting edge. It's room and for it. yeah. now they're going to be manufacturing here in Colorado Springs. So we're being very targeted in that advanced manufacturing. It's not come one, come all. Um, we don't work to incentivize jobs that are low paying. They have to be above the median average in- income in mm-hmm. the, in uh, El Paso County. Correct. Um, they have to have it has to it has to be that they're investing for the long haul. And it has to also be, is it a drain on our utilities? You know, we have to be balanced in a state like Colorado. Um, and in our region, our uh, Colorado Springs utilities are doing a ton of investments right now. We're investing for the future, for the next 10 to 15 years of growth. So we can't we can't just say anyone come. Yeah. Um, so we're being very uh, smart with where we're spending our time and going out and trying to attract 
projects, and Newmark's study helped guide that. Uh-huh. They gave us a really good SWOT analysis. They gave us uh, 52 recommendations. 52. 52. Wow. Uh, we will not be solving all those in year <laughs> one. Um, but we're taking the top 20 and really yeah. focusing in. So where you focus, where you measure is where you'll succeed. And that's where the chamber in EDC is working to lead. Well, and you and I were talking about this off mic. You know, the EDC does a lot more than folks really understand. I mean, you you, you kind of referenced yourself as an organization as kind of the quarterback because you really are facilitating a very heady and strategic game as it relates to utilities and infrastructure. Because you're right, if we park the wrong company here, they could really tap our water resources and energy grid to the point where we're not in such great shape, right? Yeah, or not be able to find their employees because they're not paying enough. That's that correct. doesn't help anyone. Right. But you're right, Dirk. We actually have four pillars. While economic development drives our decision-making, I talked about military affairs. Um, we spend a lot of time on things like Space Command That's or right. things about supporting our military families. Families, our military affairs council is constantly working in that space, but we work with with all the uh, uh, military hierarchy to ensure issues such as childcare that yeah. our families are facing, That's housing, right. all, all these things. Yeah. Um, two, uh, small business services. You know, we try to make sure that small business, that's the backbone of this community. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our businesses are small businesses. We're not a headquarter town, and that's okay. But how do we get them services, training, things that they need access to that they couldn't either afford otherwise or wouldn't have access to? And so uh, we we host the Pikes Peak Small Business um, development Center Correct. for that very reason. And then lastly, we do government affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to have this as a business-friendly environment, a business-friendly state. I have two full-time lobbyists. We are constantly the voice of Southern Colorado at the state capitol, and then in local government, too, because Frankly, I've heard the mayor say, if you know, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu (laughs) and business should not be on the menu. Business already pays their fair share of taxes and fees and such. And they're the ones creating the jobs. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we're their voice and we're carrying that voice at the state and local levels. We do all those things. And you do them quite well. Well, thank you. you. Uh, So you you said a business friendly environment is incredibly important. So are we are we a truly business friendly environment here? Yeah, in the Newmark study, they uh, they said that our our state is twentieth in mm-hmm. out of all the states when it comes to business regulation and fees. Um, you know, I, I'm glad we're not one as okay. far as <laughs> how bad fees and and uh, regulations are. But we're also you know not in the bottom quartile. We're kind of right in close to the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can work with that, but we have to keep a close eye on it. I would not want to slide. Further to being less business friendly, more regulations, more burden on businesses trying to create jobs, Um, more more burden on small business when, you know, they're doing well to meet payroll and and (laughs) take care of. Uh, opening the shop and everything else. It, the last thing we need is for them to have to hire more service providers, accountants and finance people and such just to meet the regulatory burden. Yeah. So we we have to pay attention to that, that the state, uh, the state, it's important for us to be business friendly and not put so much burden right. on uh, on the businesses. Well, and that's why small businesses, uh, small business owners listening, I want you to hear that point very clearly, because as we get further and further down the regulatory highway, uh, those burdens do tax our small businesses. And you guys having an EDC chamber lobby that intentionally 
to help thwart those efforts to, you know, increase taxes, increase regulatory burdens on those small businesses. I mean, it's important if, if, if we want to fight that, we really can fight it with you. You can. I would encourage you, lean in, be yep. engaged. Uh, we, we do a weekly update uh, that is all about uh, what's happening at the state level during session. And we need small business to go and uh, advocate. Now, we'll prepare you. Yeah. We'll we'll keep up with what's going on where you don't have to. But we do. You, they want to hear from you. Yeah. They want to hear how it's affecting your company. And there, there was legislation in this past session that I tell you, uh, if you were uh, if you were a restaurant, if you had hourly employees, it could have decimated the uh, wow. the industry because of all the burden that was added onto the to the employer on how you have to, it's called predictive scheduling, where you had to give people multiple weeks notice on their schedule and such, which sounds good. But at the end of the day, there was so much onus on the employer and extra cost associated. It would have put restaurants out of business. Those are the kinds of things we worked to eliminate. And and we were successful the past session, but they'll be back. Well, and I appreciate that the EDC is the one reading the small print. I mean, because a lot of things sound good on the surface, but you don't really know the the ripple effect necessarily as a small business owner. That's very true. There were over 600 bills uh, introduced in the last legislative session. So uh, we uh, we have a government affairs council that reads every one and make sure that what we take a position on. But we have to be to your intentional. And that's going to be my word of the day um, <laughs> on where we focus our efforts, because we can't be everything. But do know that we are a voice for Southern Colorado in small and large business when it comes to legislative affairs. Very good. Well, I want to come back to the new mark and then hit some uh, work you're doing with the Titan group uh, yes. that you've started in there. But before we go, you're riding around town. And you just had a big win. What is your jam song? Oh, I'm an 80s girl at heart. So, you know, some journey is is my thing. So, you know, don't don't stop stop believing. believing. Oh, I love it. Don't stop believing. John Rita Claymeyer and I are back in just a minute. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going Just a city boy, born and raised in South Detroit. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. And we are in the fourth quarter with John and Rita Claymeyer with the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. You know, I could talk to you for a week well, because uh, it, it, there's so much. Uh, knowledge base at the EDC. You bring a tremendous amount of presence and, and authority to your role. And uh, people are coming. They're listening to the conversation we're having in Southern Colorado. And I just appreciate that about you and you unpacking some of the significance of role plays. Because it's easy if you're an outsider looking in to say, well, the EDC is over there. That's that organization. No, you're open for business. 
We are. And the EDC uh, is that people. They are you. They're made up of the business community. Uh, They're made up of people that care about how this community grows and thrives. Um, So I'm happy to just be part of the team. Thank you for the compliment. But it's it's great to be part of a winning group. And that encompasses the city, the county, the utilities, the state. Uh, But we're all here to serve business. And you are and you are collectively doing just that. And there's other folks in surrounding communities who are also joining the conversation. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, we, we were touching on the Newmark study and some of the clusters that were revealed through that study. That's kind of our superpower here, if you will. Cyber being among them, obviously space and, and yes. that discussion. And then the third one? Advanced manufacturing. Advanced manufacturing. Yes. Yep. Particularly focusing semiconductor technology right now, just uh, while our utilities are able to make some investments. But right. uh, we're being focused. Indeed. But I tell you, uh, if I if I look at what the Newmark study really pointed out, those 52 recommendations and yeah. the top 20 that we're focused on now, it was things like getting your house in order. Yeah. You know, we, we have to have good product, just like in any business. Got it. Um, and that's sites, that's buildings. So uh, ensuring what our inventory is, ensuring what the utilities are to those sites. Those are It's called a site readiness program. Mm-hmm. We need that in our region. We need to be able to have that in our inventory and have it ready to go when we have a prospect. That's how we will mature our processes. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- things around education. Um, we need to be investing in K through 12. We need to ensure that every student um, is is achieving academic performance, not just a few, but everyone. And that's where the business community can. Our board is leaning in on these big weighty issues that yeah. we're not going to solve overnight. That's not, but if yeah. we're the community that's working on it and we have a plan, we'll be ahead of the competition. Indeed. But one of the third things that Newmark said is if we're serious about economic development, then we have to invest in it. And right. we're under a membership model now where all of our funding comes from, and we're so appreciative of our members. Uh, but that's not a sustainable way for us to have long-term investment for economic development, for us to be proactive, for us to get out on the road and go and find companies that Colorado Springs and El Paso County are the right place for them. Um, telling our story on a national basis, that takes marketing dollars. Mm-hmm. Ensuring that talent thinks of us when they think of Colorado. Um, it doesn't have to happen by accident, Dirk. Mm-hmm. You have to go out and tell that story. So so target marketing to that east and west coast, to those more expensive areas. Uh, and, and saying, come see us. The mountains are great and mm-hmm. we have all these jobs. That's we've got to be intentional with that. That's I'm using your word all day today. <laughs> um, this all came from Newmark and they said, you've got to invest, Jonna. So um, our board uh, launched on July the 7th a campaign called the Titans of Economic Development. Terrific. And the goal is to bring people to the table that want to help us sell, that want to help us tell the story of why they chose to have their business in our region, why they chose to stay here when they could have gone anywhere. Absolutely. But it does take dollars. Uh, so it is a pay to play. It's mm-hmm. a three year commitment, a minimum of $10,000 to be a part of the Titans of Economic Development Council. Mm-hmm. And while that's 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 not a low amount of money. We have some that are contributing at two hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Widener Apartment Homes. Greg Serbana mm-hmm. is our chair of the campaign, and and our goal is to raise real dollars so we can be a proactive entity in uh, economic development wins. And in fact, I would tell you that um, just last week, the state of Colorado told us that El Paso County was the number one. Uh, winner in job creation wow. in the state uh, for their 22-23 fiscal year that had economic incentives from the Office of Economic Development. Mm-hmm. Number one, 
I know you all are thinking right now, but we're not one of those larger places in the state. Well, but we're winning. And it's because we're being focused, we're being assertive, but it takes dollars to do that. And, you know, there are bigger issues that that when a company is deciding where they want to locate, yes, you need a site. Yes, you have to have workforce, but we've talked about housing being right. a big issue. Uh, we've talked about the the look and feel of your community. First impressions matter. Uh, I know you've had Greg Phillips on before, mm-hmm. and yeah. the importance of our airport and being sure that we have a local airport in addition to our international at, at uh, DIA is important. We can promote both, but clean and safe, ensuring that our roadways are Indeed. clean, that yep. people feel safe in our parks. Um, all of those things matter for business decision makers. Yep. So I'm not here to to say I'm an expert and can wave a wand to solve big social issues, but I can tell you they affect our tourism, they affect our economic development efforts, and as a community and as a business community, we have to lean in. And the Titans will be part of that group, leaning in to solve those big issues so we can win, so That's we can terrific. decide the future of this community and be a part of its success. So uh, right underneath that, that those top three industries, uh, does do or, uh, sectors like uh, amateur sports kind of start to bubble to the top? I mean, how are we doing in some of the ones that are beneath those big top three? Yeah, great question. And what I would say is those are the top three that are number one in the way we can compete. Got it. We've got more jobs in that area. We've got more companies. We've got the assets around those companies, that uh, those sectors that you'd want to be here. It's not to say that there aren't many other areas that we can't thrive in mm-hmm. and that may continue to develop in the future. So Newmark also said, do no harm in tourism. In military and in healthcare, and and we know just yesterday, UC Health was named one of the top healthcare yeah. uh, organizations in the country. This is good. This helps us sell. <laughs> People want to move where there's good healthcare. Good healthcare. But we're yep. not trying to recruit the local hospital. Got it. Those are population based. They will come as your community is thriving. Tourism is a major factor in our community, and we need to protect our tourism assets. Our parks are a big selling point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, want want more retail and such. We don't work in that area. We just want to support that area because it, it creates a balanced economy, Dirk. Mm-hmm. We can't be just dependent on tourism, but we also can't be just dependent on aerospace and defense. Absolutely. We not. need a balance and yep. that creates uh, a balanced tax base. Yep, it does. Well, one of the thing one of the phenomenons we have when you're growing uh, is that what they call NIMBY, right? Not in my backyard. Oh yes. Okay. So I get it. You know, not everybody wants to grow in a certain way, but you you look at it through a very different lens. Okay, and help help our listeners orient is uh, as far as you know. I don't want that in my backyard. I understand, but you know, I understand too. But I would also point out, um, no one. I've not heard anyone that says they want their taxes to increase in That's our right. region. Right. Uh, no one wants to pay more for things. Uh, but we don't want potholes. Yeah. Uh, we don't want our taxes to go up. We want to have great quality schools. Uh, we want to have good uh, electric infrastructure so the lights stay on. Mm-hmm. And all of this takes investment. And the way to do that is to add more to our economy. Mm-hmm. And that's growth because it then spreads that cost. It, it spreads that burden out to a greater amount of people, a greater amount of businesses. Indeed. So remember that you don't want to have to pay more, but the way that we do that is by creating a greater economy. 
Um, if we close the doors and turn the lights off and say no one else gets in, uh, we've we've had a community just north of Colorado Springs that did just that. Well, the housing prices go skyrocketing. Um, the average home price in Boulder right now is over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. So they they have building uh, restrictions. They they limited their industry, and that's their choice. But things grew up around their community, and therefore that community didn't get the tax base. That's right. uh, therefore, the growth still happened, just not in their backyard. But they still have those potholes. That's they right. still have those costs, and they don't have the increased tax base. <laughs> so I would just encourage our listeners to remember that, that not all growth is bad. Right. Uh, we need smart growth. And that's why the Chamber and EDC is leading the charge on where we grow in the future with our partners at the city and the county and, and other officials. Well, invest in the EDC is a good and wise investment, folks. CSCEDC.com, 719-471-8183. And it's the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC. This is more than just your old school chamber, folks. This is a very sophisticated group of people who are reading the data. They're reading the tea leaves. They're reading the environment in the room, so to speak. And uh, they are intentionally and deliberately creating solutions for employers to move here. That gives us opportunity to work and provide for our families and send them to safe schools and all that good infrastructure stuff, having police nearby and ambulance and so forth. I mean, it all plugs together at some point. It does. So make your one-minute closing argument for the EDC. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I would just say uh, that, number one, your chamber in EDC, the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC, are here to serve business, both large and small. But we have to have you at the table. Um, you know, yeah. it's important that your voice is part of the decisioning, but it's also important that your voice is part of the problem solving. So come to our table. Be a titan of economic development. Be engaged with the chamber. Be engaged with our community. Join a board. Join a committee, whether it's our organization or somewhere else. Let's make sure that this is a community that thrives and thrives in the right way. And I'm just appreciative uh, to live in a place that has so much natural beauty, that has so much talent. And um, it's just really a special place that uh, has been discovered. It's yes. nice to be a part. It's nice to be a part. Well, we're glad you're here, John. Rita Claymeyer, CEO of the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. You've been listening to True North. Uh, we're going to sunset you with uh, a, a kind of an interesting song. So if you're a Simon and Garfunkel fan, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate the sound of silence, but a rock band, a heavy metal vomit rock band did this song. Uh, they're, they're called Disturbed, but the, the delivery on this is absolutely spectacular. And if you don't get all of it during our, our closeout here, go look it up on iTunes. It's Disturbed's version of Sound of Silence. Have a great weekend, everyone. been listening to true north with your host dirk hobbs saturday mornings at eight on am 1460 and fm 101.1 the answer three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.